Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network, continuing on our recaps of Breaking Bad Season 2, Episode 4. This is Down. This first aired on the 29th of March, 2009. It was written by Sam Catlin, directed by John Dahl. And it's an interesting episode. I like this episode. I, I feel I'm going to be quite high on this episode. Um, so we'll, I guess, see how we end up with uh, this episode going forward. My name is Ben Bruce Pinkman, and I can't lie, it's pretty hectic out there on the female-wise. And my name's Nick, and um, shut up and say something that doesn't complete bullshit. Oh, well, I guess you'll be talking for the rest of this episode then. Um <laughs> awkward um yeah down i like this episode uh i just it's a jesse centric episode almost you just how can you not feel for jesse in this episode and then you kind of get waltz at home waiting for skylar um i mean that's basically the episode um i I like this episode I, i yeah i keep saying that i like this episode well i think it's one of those ones where um you know, like I like that we kind of get back to a little bit. Obviously, the the, the title links to you know seven thirty seven and a couple of the other episodes that we're going to get, and we get the cold open that we're about to talk about that links in. So, I feel like we're starting to pick up on a few threads that we we haven't done for a couple of episodes, which is nice. Um, and I think we start to flesh out a few other characters. Like I remember when we talked about Jesse's parents last season, and I was like, "Do we ever see them again?" And obviously the answer is yes, because yes, we're going to talk about them in this episode. Um, and then also about the house, you know, like what happens with the house. And, yeah. And, um, yeah, I can talk a little bit about that from listening to the, the commentary, which I'm not sure I talked about in episode one or not. But anyway, I'll I'll talk about that again if I didn't already. Um, so I think, yeah, it's, it starts to flesh out the world a little bit, this episode, which is always quite nice. Um, yeah, I, th- I think it's probably one of those ones that I, I wouldn't say it's divisive. I mean, IMDb, it's 8.3. That's still incredible. And, you know, most shows would kill to have a – a slightly divisive episode at, um, or a slower episode at 8.3. Um, but, but yeah, I think it's, you know, like I think probably by episode four of season two, you want to be really getting into the story. And, and there might be some would say that this, there's a few roadblocks here and, and I might be one of them. Um, but, but yeah, I still think there's definitely stuff to, to watch and be interested in, in this episode for sure. It's interesting when we talked about, um, Gretchen and Elliot that we were kind of like oh they've got to be in more but we were basically like oh they're really not in much whereas like it was like the parents I think we were kind of like oh do we see them oh they're in El Camino uh they're in a lot more than we realize they are uh Mm. I'm seeing here that they do appear again in season three so uh, we'll get a few more bits of them it seems um until El Camino so there you go um but yeah I, I mean I sort of mentioned last week that 
on the Ringer and uh, Vulture. This these are quite ranked. This episode quite low. So uh, I'm going to say in the bottom ten they ranked this episode, both of them. So uh, interesting. So we'll, we'll maybe get through that uh, when we get uh, to the end, obviously. But uh, we get this cold open for this week. We haven't had one in a couple of weeks, as you sort of mentioned. So we've got, uh, again, this sort of grey washed out black and white scene, but the only colour we have is this pink bear, and it's scooped out of the pool by a pool sweeper by somebody in a hazmat suit, and we kind of get these evidence bags, and we see the glasses at the end. So it's all like, uh-oh, what's happening here? Um, I don't know if we mentioned this when we got these columns. I really like how it's just black and white, and then just the, the bear's the only thing in colour. Like, it's cool. Like, uh, it's a cool sort of shot. So do you remember watching this? Was... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you remember watching this for the first time, again, trying to think what was happening here? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've got quite clear memories of this, and... Um... I'm, I'm really excited to talk about when we get the reveal of what this is all about um, because it, it's kind of hard to talk about this without talking about what actually it's all about. So um, I almost feel like when we get to that final episode, I'm going to have to go and watch these cold opens again just to remind me a little bit of what's going on because, yeah, like the, the, the glasses and the evidence bag is, is clearly meant to be a bit of a, like, it's, they're Walt's glasses, right? Like that that's mm-hmm. kind of what they're they're going for um and yeah i just i'm really interested to have that conversation when we get there um yeah i i I think the kind of the visual style of it's really good um you know it's intriguing um i love that there's kind of no words or you know no music it's just kind of you know just these images and the kind of sound of the water in the pool i think it's it's all you know really quite cool um just even little things. I love how like the bears are kind of squished up in the bag, you know? Um, yeah. So I, I do really, really like it. Um, and I'd kind of forgotten, I thought there were more of these than there are, but I think, and I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that it's obviously just the four named episodes that have these. Right. I might be wrong. There might be more, but I'm thinking that that's the case. And I, and I can't remember this, this season well enough to know for sure. So very happy to be called out on that. I'm not trying to pretend I'm a Breaking Bad, you know, nerdy, complete super fan. So if I've got that wrong, sorry, it is not intentional, but I'm pretty sure that's the case. We'll keep an eye out and see how wrong you are, Pat, yeah. going forward. Uh, so we get Jesse's got a motorbike now. Um, and then we meet... Uh, homeless man who calls him Captain America. Um, Jesse and Walt have a very incognito meeting in an aisle <laughs> in front of each other in aisles. I do like Walt here when he's like, oh, no, that's way too expensive, and they just keep walking forward. Um, and essentially they're talking about uh, their situations, and this is kind of the the many of things for Jesse's bad luck where, you know, Jesse's basically saying, I want half of your money. And Walt's kind of like, well, why do I have to suffer for your carelessness? Uh, ends up giving him, what, $600, basically, to, to last for a while. Um, I remember watching this again, like, and I, I feel very torn over, you know, what should be done here. Because it's like, you can kind of see Walt's point. Why should he be held responsible for Jesse's carelessness? But at the same time, you kind of see Jesse's point, because Walt kind of got them into that situation. So... I don't know where do, where do you sit on the the great debate of two thousand and nine of Team Jesse or <laughs> Team Walt? Oh, I mean, I, I would be totally lying if I said that I wasn't anything other than complete Team Walt at this point when watching the show. I think probably you know now going back and watching the show, obviously you're totally right. You can you can feel more for Jesse's plight. Um, I, I think it's that whole thing about 
there's there's too much that's been set off screen for us to really know about you know hey once once the deal's done and we've each got our cash that's the end of it you know or is there you know we're truly partners in the thing you know like i think that there's a there's a lot that's kind of left unsaid um on the show which is, is deliberate you know it obviously gives the producers wiggle room to to kind of make the case either way as they as they choose to do so um i'm I, you know like I'm, i got a little bit confused watching the show about why is jesse after money from well i don't quite understand and then i kind of was like oh, yeah, exactly what you're saying that you know um walt got them into a situation telling him to you know we've got to get out of here take everything you know like so yeah it, it, he kind of sees that that walt's in Walt's responsible for that and it kind of feeds into this larger theme of the whole season which is you know the kind of unintended consequences of your actions so it kind of works with that bigger theme as well so there's, there's probably a lot more layers to it than than kind of an, you initially thought and that's what I like about it because it, it is that level where we've mentioned briefly before that it's like every single time you think Walt and Jesse are kind of you know on top of things and they're doing well it's, it's never easy for them something always happens and I think that adds to almost like the realistic nature of it. Again, I'm, I'm no drug dealer. I've never done with this, but like it's kind of, it, it's it's life. Like some of these shows are just painted out that things get away so perfectly. Again, let's bring up Dexter again. Um, like I mean, for so much of Dexter, like he just gets away with it so easily. You know, it's it's there are complications, but it's not on the level of this where it's it's kind of the opposite on Breaking Bad. It's like okay, well we'll just cook some meth. This will be easy. Oh, crazy eight. Then oh, oh that situation happens. Then all of a sudden, oh yeah, the two ghost situation. That's pretty easy. Oh, oh then then that happens. So it's kind of like. I like that, the layers, and then, as you're saying, like, the consequences. Because, yeah, it's... I, I, I'll be honest. I think when I first watched this, I was very much Team Walt too. Like, yeah, well, Jesse, like, no, that's not fair. Like, you know, why should Walt have to give up his money, you know? But then when you do kind of analyse it, um, you know, like, you, you do definitely feel for Jesse and kind of think, well, no, hang on a minute. Like, this, give this kid a break. He maybe needs something with it, so... Um, yeah, I, I think you yeah. can't underestimate how important it is to get the audience rooting for walt early on in the show i think yeah you know um you know walt's arc throughout this whole show is is legendary and and you know we're going to talk about it as it happens but i think if you if you know like season two episode four you're already oh walt's a complete jerk i can't stand this guy like you are rooting for him to be successful at this point and so i think this is one of one of those episodes where you've kind of got jesse pushing on him and and skylar pushing on him and so you know like I, I think you were set up to be annoyed by these kind of external factors that are kind of getting in his way of doing what he wants to do um yeah. so yeah i i think that's a completely normal reaction that that viewers watching this in real time episode to episode for the first time should feel and it's also too that jesse's a character who initially wasn't meant to be in this part of the show was he he was meant to be killed yeah. off so it's kind of you know they've, they've they've kept him on because he was popular and now they're having to find new things for him to do so mm. yeah um skylar wakes up she gets panicked because walt's not there but he's just in the kitchen making everyone breakfast I, I i feel like we've seen these paintings on the wall a few times and i've wanted to bring them up every episode but i forget about them what are, we, what are our thoughts on these ugly paintings of the family on the wall have you ever i don't know if they're paintings or drawings they look pretty shit let's be honest yeah yeah i, I think they fit with the decor of the house in general you know like it this just feels like you know a dated house that they you know that the family can't really afford to to put a lot of money into doing up so they're having to live with this decor that they don't particularly love but uh, yeah i mean i i, I hate the paintings and 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 in the nicest way possible like i hate them because they they kind of just fit with the decor perfectly you know so it's a 
I, I love that I hate them, if you know what I mean. We we talked about last week what Tuco's grill going for like twenty grand. You wonder if they ever went for an auction. Um you it know, took me ages to realise. Yeah, it took me ages to realise that it's actually the family. Like I was like, are these kind of like a kid's drawing of <laughs> somebody you know, like or, or is this like a grandparent? Because I think the Skylar one especially doesn't really look like Skylar. No. Um yeah. the other two you can kind of see, yeah, who they're supposed to be, but um but yeah, the Skylar one I really struggle with. I just, it just doesn't really look like her, and that kind of throws me off. It kind of makes me feel of like, like the Hobbit, where you, you know you've got the the parent, the parents of of Bilbo, you know, like on the wall. And I was like, are they supposed to be parents? Or yeah. <laughs> and then once you see the Walt one, it's like, oh yeah, okay, cool, yeah, I get it. But yeah. Now you're obviously a, a Kiwi, Nick. You're in this part of the world, um, and I, I'm I've lived in New Zealand, and to me it was very similar to Australia, where where breakfast was never quite the extent of our good friends in North America, how they treat breakfast. And every time I've been to the States or when I lived in Canada, like it was much more of a bigger deal than it was ever was for me. So we have another famous breakfast scene, but like the amount of pancakes that he's cooked, you know, just everything that he's cooked, like, and we even get later in this episode when Walt Jr. is kind of like, where's breakfast? Like, like they, the North Americans like this. They almost treat breakfast as big as they do with dinner. Now, have you ever been a person for breakfast where you need to have a big thing like this? Or are you just a, like an Australian, like Vegemite on toast, wheat bix, like just give me a bowl of cereal on some toast and that'll do. Yeah, I'm totally that person. But yeah, I mean, the only time I have a breakfast like this is if I was actually going out to a cafe or something, you know, like this is not normal. Or, well, you know, weekends you might do this. Um, but this is apparently like, you know, what, Junior's off to school, right? This is a weekday. Yeah, yeah, like, and is this the episode where he's just like, he sits down and and then he like immediately gets up? He's like, I'm out of here. It's like he doesn't even really eat anything. I think it is. But yeah, it's it's just so weird. Like, it just, yeah, I just just don't really, I don't really get it. But yeah, obviously, this is a cultural thing that maybe you and, well, you understand a lot more because you've you've lived through it. But yeah, this is just something from my perspective. Like, this would never be a normal weekday you know, before work, because it'd just be too much time. I'd have to get up half an hour earlier to do this. Well, and I couldn't be bothered with that. I, I remember one of the first times I went to the States and I was staying with some friends and it was like, wake you up, take you to breakfast. And like, you literally go to a breakfast restaurant where like you're, you're ordering things like chicken steak, like for breakfast. And it's like, I love chicken steak, but like to me, breakfast is just, it's, it's too heavy. It's like, like I've just woken up and like, I guess as I've grown older, I've, breakfast is something that I don't really have anymore. Like as a kid, I love breakfast. Like, you know, I'd always be frothing at the mouth for a bowl of wheat bix but like now it's just kind of like, eh, it's, it's, I can go without. Um, so like if you're forcing, you know, 20 pieces of bacon on me and some eggs and, and waffles and, and grit and fucking bloody biscuits and gravy, like God, biscuits and gravy for breakfast. Jesus Christ, America, you got some things going for you there but um yeah you know just it's a it's a cultural thing i guess i think uh the, the comedian danny boy in one of his stand-up things he's like you can tell a lot about a country by the way they eat their breakfast um so yeah i won't go into uh, stereotypes and that but it's quite funny look it up um so yeah walt jr buggers off to school uh skylar and walt have a conversation walt wants to go to some uh, author class with skylar she's like looking a bit happy you know all this sort of stuff and then all of a sudden walt basically tries to make up a story about uh his second cell phone excuse where he's basically saying that oh it was the alarm it was for my pills they sound very similar and you know, it sounds a bit dated when he's like, oh, it's those new cell phones. I'm sure there's a new one out now. Like, we'll, we'll go and get one. Like, sounds very parental. But uh, Skylar's fed up. She just walks out and leaves. 
And then Walt tries to call her, but uh, she hasn't taken her cell phone with her. Maybe she's got her second one with her. But um, again, back to what we were saying last week, I'm, I'm kind of team Skylar here. <laughs> like, I mean, I think, you know, not, not as I'm the king of making things up, but like, you yeah. know, Walt doesn't necessarily need to play on with this. Like, you've answered the question, move on. Like, you got away with it, kind of. Like, you didn't, but, you know, don't keep bringing it up. Yeah, I think the whole thing of like making breakfast is a bit of a bribe and then he tells a story that he's obviously been rehearsing all night or, you know, I'm assuming this is the next day or a couple of days later or, you know, he's obviously been rehearsing this and he just delivers it in one kind of like hit, you know, like um, doesn't wait for any kind of reaction. In fact, he's looking away from her and he kind of talks about it. Um, some really good kind of like just facial acting by Anna mm. Gunn here, you know, I've just been like so disappointed, you know, like, oh, I just don't want to do this. Um, yeah, I think it's really good. I, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I just don't know how you can't feel for Skylar in this moment. Yeah, yeah. She, she, and we're going to get this whole thing of where were you? Out. Uh, mm. <laughs> so, um, Jesse has been summoned to a law office in a yellow hoodie. And is this when he's wearing the dollar sign T-shirt or is that later on? I like his dollar sign T-shirt. Um, but, again, like, I, just, I just like this character, the fact that, again, this is what a character like this would be. Like, they would just rock up to, like, this fancy law office in just, like, bogan, skiddy clothes, you know? Like, again, I know people that would do this who have probably been to court and have probably <laughs> had to wear clothes like this. Uh, I mean, I've covered court before as a journalist. I've seen people show up in clothes like this to court. Mm. Um, so... Anyway, he's uh, basically uh, being kicked out of his own house. And actually, I'm glad they kind of um, – there was a there was a plot hole here. I thought, like, I was writing down, like, a oh, plot hole because um, when Jesse's like, my aunt gave me this house, I was like, no, we still own the house. So then I'm thinking, like, well, how was he selling it then if it wasn't his house? But then you get that line when they say, like, oh, we agreed to sell it so we get 50-50. Uh, basically – He's been kicked out because his mum went into this house when he was away, found all the meth equipment, took photos, and he's got 72 hours to vacate it. Um, again, this is a, we, we talked about hashtag poor Matt and Nip Tark, hashtag poor Jesse. Really, like, wow, this episode is, should just be called hashtag poor Jesse. Uh, so Jesse's kind of got no option here. He's going to be homeless. Um, and then I'll maybe just uh, the scene here with Walt when he's waiting for Skylar. He's like trying to flick through a magazine. Skylar comes home. Where were you? Out. Um, and then what, what's Walt uh, trying to explain to her here? I don't think I wrote that down when basically Skylar's not really, oh, the fix the garage door. Uh, it was sticking or something like that. No, it's just um, this kind of like this, this like small talk that's just like, it's painful to watch. Eh? Like it's just yeah. so awkward. Yeah. And then he also says he wants to rejoin the cancer support group. Uh, but basically Skylar just basically, like, uh-huh, uh-huh. and then she essentially goes and has a shower. So, um, Again, just your sort of team Skylar. Uh, well, maybe a lot of people watching this weren't. Um, but again, back to what I said last week, I'm sure we've all been in relationships where we're kind of getting the cold shoulder and some people will press and want to find out what's wrong and some people will just kind of leave it and just let it stew. But um, yeah, I mean, hashtag poor Jesse and hashtag poor Skylar. Well, I think the thing, like, I think people didn't like how Skylar was just like given him the cold shoulder and you know, but I, I think you, what you've got to remember is that this is in reaction to a guy who's just been disappearing for hours at a time mm. and has a second cell phone. Like if she was given him the cold shoulder because he, you know, said something stupid or, you know, was, you know, like 
nasty to her family or what like you could understand that this is a bad reaction but you know she's reacting this way to give him a taste of his own medicine right like yeah actually like this is what it feels like to just have somebody disappear from you know from your life for hours at a time with no explanation that you know this is what i've been experiencing so um you know like i i think you could be i i, I think that as this goes on you could be like okay point made you don't need to keep doing it but mm-hmm. um but but yeah I t- it seems like a a, a a fair enough thing to be doing um yeah i think just going back to the jesse thing i think if i didn't mention this in episode one is but you know when they were doing the the director's commentary basically the how jesse's house was a real house in albuquerque and um for whatever reason they only had a set amount of time they could film in there um and so basically they had to contrive the storyline where he couldn't be in that house anymore more um which is which is why he's not in there and um i think we do go back to the house later on so i think they obviously get um access to that house in, in later episodes but that was the reason why we have this whole storyline of him being kicked out and having to go somewhere else is largely because of you know a real world problem that they had to deal with um it's quite interesting how a lot of things on shows like this and um we will get into it towards the end of the show in terms of does it start to paint itself into a bit of a corner because planning's not always 100% there. Um, but this is actually like, yeah, they just didn't really plan for a Jesse storyline that didn't include the house, so they had to change what they do. And I think the whole the whole tone and the whole the whole storyline for Jesse completely changes as a result, which is really interesting. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a very good point. And, I mean, we get sort of the next bit is, jesse in his bedroom and his mum just shows up and he's like hiding all the drug stuff there's like a bong on the floor there's like lines of coke basically on the uh on the thing and um we kind of get a bit of this is where he's wearing the dollar shirt i'm seeing now i kind of like this dollar sign t-shirt i don't know why um but uh and it's always like 10 times too big for him of course as well um but yeah so his mum's basically you know saying about kicking him out. I I guess Jesse probably didn't really clearly take this too seriously. And then we kind of get this background. So I actually, I like the way they kind of connect this into the aunt, because this is obviously, I think what, what Jesse was saying last season about the cancer, right? Um, Which is interesting though, when he sort of explains his story about how he was there for her, he looked after her and, you know, she didn't do anything. And I don't think we ever get more of this story about, you know, it'd be interesting to see is Jesse telling the truth or like, why wasn't her mother there, you know? But um, basically, it all leads into uh, his mother slapping him, um, you know, kicking him out, basically. And um, is this this is where he calls her bitch? Now, it's Jesse's catchphrase. Is this the first time he's actually said bitch? Like, I can't remember a- Jesse saying bitch in any other episode until now. I I, I feel like we've not talked about it. I'm thinking like the because the science bitch thing isn't quite right, is it? Like it because he doesn't um, say science bitch. He just says, "Oh yeah, hell yeah, yeah science." Yeah, That's what yeah, he says. yeah, yeah. So you might be right. Well, maybe we should have been doing a bitch count on Jesse. Yeah, I, I feel like we should be. There's, there's. A, I mean, looking here, there's a complete Jesse Pinkman bitch montage on YouTube. <laughs> um, he apparently says the word fifty-four times over sixty-two episodes according to cheatsheet.com, but it doesn't have a account. Like, I know over on uh, 24, there's a Jack Bauer damn it count, so it tells you how many on every single episode, and, like, the Jack Bauer kill count. I feel like it's just, like, a confessional um, thing on Survivor, because I feel this is... I feel this is the first time he says it. Um, But, again, I could be wrong. Uh, But, anyway, maybe we need to do some research on that, because I I just... I don't know. Like, I feel we would have mentioned it 
before uh, of of saying it. Uh, I'm just trying to see here. Episode line. Cats in the bag. Oh, he says biatch. Uh, oh, of course, Cats yeah. in the bag. Yo, yo, yo. One, four, to three, eight. Uh, represent the ABQ. Oh, and he says, oh, of course, in Bags in the River. He says, well, Heil Hitler, bitch. Um, <laughs> cancer man, he says, I got a wire speaking to the mic, bitch. Uh, no rough type. Okay, he said it a few times. You ain't seeing the basement, bitch. Grilled, he says, who's the bitch now? Uh, so, okay, I was wrong, very wrong. He said it a few times in the first season. I've got Breaking Bad fans screaming at us right now. God, man, you know nothing. He said bitch so many times. Um, but, I, lo- yeah. I, I, love the, I love the fact, like, I've just got my really old, shitty um, laptop on in the background and I just, like, randomly open up a tab and be like, when does Jesse first say bitch? And, like, my old laptop, is like, goes to Bing instead of Google and it's like, <laughs> Jessica such and such. And then, like, it's like, oh, <laughs> God's sake, I'll go to Google and like straight away it's like breaking bag, Jesse, you know, like it's got it all there. So if you if you're ever in any doubt about is is bitch is bitch is being comparable to, to Google, it is not. People legitimately use Bing. Like it's like I'm gonna use Bing. Like do you think that like Microsoft, like at their headquarters, they have to use Bing? Like, you know, like I need don't use Google. Um so uh, anyway, uh, Walt's making breakfast again. This is where I think Jesse just buggers off because we've got, um, what's his friend's name that shows up and picks him up? Um, oh, like, I don't know this guy's actual name. Like I, I did mean to, to, to check it. I mean, it's not an important thing. He's, it's only like a one, one season, one episode thing, isn't it? And then he's gone again. But, um, yeah, like his old mate who was, who was in his band, which this gives you a reason to actually have watched the, um, um, you know those little shorts because you find out about Jesse's um, schoolmate. Yeah, I, I. Sorry, I, I did I say Jesse? I mean Walt Junior. Oh, you're talking. Oh, you're talking about Lewis. Sorry, you're talking about yeah, Lewis. Yeah, Lewis. That's thank Lewis. you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, who, who I only discovered is actually Lewis, as in Saint Louis, and not L E W I S. Oh, okay. Um, from right. from um, watching this with um, with subtitles on. Oh, interesting. There you go. Yeah, no, it's just, I, and this might be the only time we see Lewis. I'm probably wrong. We've probably seen him 10 times in the last thing. But um, this is where we get the Walt Jr. calling himself Flynn. Um, and I do yeah. like the uh, the Tasmanian connection here when Walt Jr. goes to Skyler and is basically like Flynn, like Errol Flynn, like a very famous Tasmanian. Um, <laughs> so there's a tidbit. If you didn't know Errol Flynn was from Tasmania, there you go. Um, but, yeah, I kind of... You know, Walt questions Skylar, and Skylar's going out again. Where are you going today? Out. Um, so off she goes again, uh, and then uh, Jesse calls Walt basically now because he's desperate. He's losing his house, and I do like Walt. He like, oh, we're happy with our cable provider. Uh, we talked last week about how good Walt is at acting. Like he, he's not doing a very good job here. Like I think you can see through that pretty easily. So again, you're kind of on board the Skylar train here when she kind of leaves. Um, Jesse's wearing this weird hoodie with like white and black print things on it. Like Philly wears this a lot uh, in, in episodes. And is this, I like the kind of back and forth here between the two on the phone call, like how angry they both get and kind of throwing the phone and like Walt rips it out of the wall and Jesse smashing it. He's hurt his hand, which I'm pretty sure later on you see him wearing like a bandage on his hand or something like that. Um, and then I love like random guy who just steals the phone away. And then Jesse like, you forgot your eyes, Trace. Do you want your eyes? Like, I like I, I just I, I think why I love this episode is I just love Jesse. 
I just, I feel so bad for him. I get frustrated with him. And Aaron Paul is so good in this episode. Like, he's so good in this episode. Um, this then leads to, yeah, his friend, the the Thwot Hammer. Yeah, and, like, this is, this does, you're right. Like, if you watched the uh, webisodes, Twat Hammer, sorry, this makes sense because they're singing the same song you see in that webisode, that fallacy, fallacy. <laughs> like, it's the same song from that. Although I don't know if this Paul guy was in that video. I don't know if I paid that much attention to it. But, I like, I love this scene, like, random kid, uh, I just, I love kind of like the back and forth here where it's kind of like, yeah, man, like we're bros, like we should go out and get some women. And then he's just like trying to be a dad at the same time. Yeah. And yeah. then like, um, I like, this is me. Like if you leave me alone with like a kid, I've been to friends' houses and, that, and they've got kids and they've just gone to get something. I'm alone with a kid. And I'm just like, so yeah, I don't like carrots either. And I'm just like, I don't know what to do with this child. Like, don't leave me alone. Um, and then I just love, I just love the wife coming home and just like, you help me with these in the bedroom? And then five seconds later, yes, and the in-laws are coming out. Like, okay, leaves. Like, so awkward. Um, but, like, again, I just feel so bad for Jesse. Like, holy crap. Like, I, again, hashtag poor Matt was a slow burn over how many seasons. Like, Jesus Christ, it basically dropped this to us in five seconds. Jesse's smashing a payphone. Again, this is where he's hurting his poor hand that he's just smashing phones. And then our homeless guy. This homeless guy reminds you of the guy from Back to the Future. Crazy drunk driver. Um, <laughs> uh, Jesse's bike has been stolen. Just He just cannot catch a fucking break. And I'll, I'll cap it here when he breaks into his own RV and falls into a toilet <laughs> covered in blue water and shit. But, like, in all seriousness, just, just this scene, like, it's almost played for a bit of laughs every now and then, obviously, with him falling in the water and kind of like the wife coming home and... You know, you're feeling bad for him, but just just when he collapses on the floor in the RV with the the mask on and he just starts crying, like, yeah, like Aaron Paul, like holy crap, he's he's my star of this episode, like Jesus Christ, and I just I think that's why I'm so high on it because I just again, it's just it's all this Jesse stuff. I'm feeling so bad for this kid right now. I I, I just love how um kind of out of place that kind of um his his friend and the like family home is, you know, like just like you know this this good looking wife who you know just comes home and like it just it's a, it feels so not breaking bad you know like yeah. it just feels like <laughs> just something out of a completely different show um yeah it, it, it's it's a, a real opportunity for for Aaron Paul to kind of cut loose and 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 do this really great kind of um you know just this fun little acting just it must be fun as an actor just to kind of play this really pathetic character who's going through a really bad day you know like yeah this is like the you know what's that book called you know the really stupid no good bad day or whatever it is like that's what you're asking me about books if you're asking the wrong person that means i don't know how to read it's like a kid's book but yeah i just i i really enjoyed this whole thing like yeah and and just capping it off by like you know he thinks oh yes i finally got in i got over the wall and then next thing you know he's you know falling straight through the toilet i think just just the the kind of choreography of that is really good it's just like this he's just like stands on the toilet he's like ah yes and it's literally like what a second not even that then he just like falls straight through and then kind of just like the the kind of like the blue water and then like his kind of like squelchy kind of you know yeah. like bow-legged walk to the rv i think like it's just it's really well choreographed you know and that's not something you kind of talk about a lot on a show like this is how they kind of choreograph something as simple as that but it just kind of works really really well 
Yeah, no, I agree. And then the, the next morning, uh, we've got the uh, the cousin uh, who basically sort of wakes up and has his cigarette and he sort of sees the, uh, the, the footpath to that. I, I'm jumping a bit ahead there because I should mention that before we get to that, we've got um, Skylar going out again. Um, and Walt basically is sitting there angry and uh, says to Walt Jr., let's do something fun today. Uh, and basically teaches him to drive, uh, and it's a kind of a, it's a, I don't know how I, this scene's kind of there. Like, I mean, I guess we yeah, don't really know. Yeah, it's Like, yeah, yeah there, there isn't really much happening here. I think it's just, this is kind of like, we get a few of these, and there's, you know, like there's um, a whole episode later on where Walt decides he's got to clean out the dry rot or something from his house. Like, it's just like, oh, yeah. he's in a situation where he wants to do something, but he knows he can't do it, and he's got a bit of ADHD, and he just has to do something. Um, so I think it's just kind of showing Walt's desperation to to kind of get on with doing the things he wants to do, and, you know, so he's just trying to keep himself busy. And so, yeah, it, it's a bit of a nothing scene, really. Which, oh, one thing I will say, though, I, I, I mean, my memory serves me correct. We don't get a whole lot of Walt, Walt Jr. scenes, so it's kind of nice to have, like, a, you know, yeah, a father-son moment. Yeah, and, um, yeah, I, I want to say, like, I've not brought it up yet, but um, a good friend of mine, Sam, a uh, very big fan of Breaking Bad, and uh, I hope maybe, Sam, if you're listening, maybe I've enticed you to listen through all our thoughts on this. Um, but he, uh, like, he and I, we sort of play a, a, a doppelganger game whenever we go out. He's sort of my Grand Prix buddy, so he comes a lot with me to the Grand Prix and kind of other things. But if we're just out and about, we'll just be walking down the street, and we, we, we call it good call, bad call. So, like, if you're walking down the street and you see a person walking towards you, and I might nudge him and go, hey, see that person over there? Donald Trump. And then all of a sudden you look at the person and you go, good call, good call. Like, he looks like Donald Trump. Or like, oh, bad call. Looks nothing like Donald Trump. It's, a, it's We've been doing it for years. We're, we're, we're apparently idiots. I don't know. But uh, he pointed out to me, uh, and you'll have to Google this person, Nick, because I know you're obviously not a huge Formula One fan, but uh, RJ Mitty. Lance Stroll, Canadian Formula One driver by the name of Lance Stroll, and since he pointed out to me, I cannot. I'll just, I'll just, not see I'll just bing that. Just, just give me. Yeah, a bing I'll it. Yes, it. <laughs> might come up with like I don't know, Azerbaijanian uh, politician from the eighties or something like that. How, how do you spell his surname? S T R O L L. Lance Stroll. I want to get Nick's reaction here. To R J Mitty. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can see it. Yep, definitely. Yeah. First it's, hit on Bing as well. So we're, Oh, we're wow. Bing's, yeah. Bing knows who Lance Stroll is. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good for Bing. Yeah, no, I, I, can, I can definitely see that. Yeah. And so I just I see him driving his car now. But th- that's a random thing, actually, when you kind of see the whole, like, how he's using the two feet thing. Like, I remember when I first drove, that's what, how I thought you drive. <laughs> like, I never didn't think that's how. I guess we probably all do that. But, um, yeah, anyway. Um so this is when we get the guy, the cousin, and he sees the blue uh, thing and he points a gun at poor old Jesse. And basically this is the uh, the resolution of the fact that he owes him money and he's basically going to have to give him an extra two grand essentially because, um, you know, he's fixed it and his interest. And then this cousin basically kicks him out and he's basically saying, like, I know some friends who can, uh, you know, sell this stuff, like, you know, all the equipment that you've got and, you see him on the phone and basically you find him talking about the methylamine and about how much they're going to offer for it. And this guy's like, fuck, I'm going to be rich. And then Jesse breaks back in. You see him sort of in the background, like climbing back in and smashes through. Um, and is this where we get like that music where it kind of like 
like you got like almost music playing, and then it kind of ends almost like a ding, 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 like when he drives out of the gate yeah. or something like that. I just yeah. I love the way that ends, but I like this is again a thing I love about Jesse because like I forgot this happens, and I'm just like fuck yeah, Jesse! Like of course you should do this. Why wouldn't you break back in and steal this? What's this guy going to do? Um, is this the last time we have the cousin, or do we get him again? Nah, he's be- he's back in a couple of episodes time. Um, yeah, and um. Clovis is his name. He, I'm going to try and use his name because it's one of those characters I just I couldn't have told you the name of this guy for love nor money. But I actually like him. I think he's a, like he's just a fun little kind of side character. Um, and we you know we do get him for a few episodes. And um, yeah, I think this is like a, it's, it's a pretty mild plot, you know, of like what's happening with this RV. But I, I enjoy it for what it's worth. And and um, there's just something about this character that I just really enjoy. I think he's he's just he's just fun. Um, yeah. But yeah, and and um, you know, there's a bit there's a bit of tension comes from from him. Yeah, you know, he's obviously a bit of a dodgy dealer. This guy, and I just think, I just think he's fun, really. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I think a lot of these kind of side characters uh, are fun. Like you know, they they do that a lot with uh with these type of uh, characters. So um. I can't say I'd rank him up highly amongst some of the other ones, but again, maybe I, I clearly don't remember that he comes in later episodes, so clearly I'm forgetting maybe what else he, he's got to bring to the table. Um, we get a couple of really good scenes here, it's like just in terms of like acting scenes here. So we sort of get the confrontation between Skylar and Walt here. Uh, you know, Walt basically finally sort of, you know, questioning her and sort of I just... Again, like, I would love to go back through some fan forums or something like that to just see what people's reactions are to Skylar in this because I feel like if people are hating Skylar, they must really hate her in this scene. But, like, I'm 150% Team Skylar here because, again, just the way she just sits here and kind of questions him and basically still doesn't believe him and then basically, you know, is talking about, you know, like like the way she's just like, is that it? And then, you know, you can sort of almost tell Walt's frustration when he's sort of almost like, like, what do you want me to say? What do you want me to say? Um, and then, yeah, Skylar basically, you know, calling her out, saying, uh, calling him out like there's something you're t- not telling me. And this goes back to your point last week about how kind of we've almost got this sort of whole trope now of, oh, Walt's about to reveal the truth. Um, and I actually for once thought he did in this scene for some random reason. Um, and then basically Skylar just gets so angry that she storms out again uh, because uh, Walt, again, is just not telling her anything, like, you know, so standing up to her. Um, and then I might actually just hold off there. I feel like these two scenes should be talked about separately uh, because, like, the next scene is, to me, even better. But, uh, yeah, I, I just I love this. Like, I, these two, the, you know, Anna Gunn and, and Brian Cranston are just so good working off each other and everything along those lines. But I'm so Team Skylar, Nick. I'm just going to keep saying it right now. I'm very Team Skylar right now. Yeah, and I, and I would I would be too. I think um, you know Walt's pretty unconvincing. You know, like and I think we talked about the idea of him. You know, Brian, Brian Cranston acting as an actor. You know, like the, mm. the kind of double acting, and I think he's just pretty unconvincing. Of you know, like trying to be this contrite guy who kind of falls on his knees and tell her whatever she wants. You now swear an oath, all that kind of shit. Um, and yeah, I I I think. You know, like I, I, I think probably, I can see people's frustration, but I also like I, I, I don't really get it because I think that yeah, she, I think she's, she's very within her rights to be upset about what's going on here, and yeah, I, I think it is a good scene. I think um, these two kind of um, work together really well. I, you know, I, I think as this goes along, 
they get better um and i, I kind of like how they become like a bit like a mafia couple like you know she's she's in it because there isn't really any other option um so she's going to make the best of it but right now she's you know she's fairly innocent to to every well she's very innocent to what's going on with him and so you know she's she's everything she's saying is very authentic i think at this time and um that just it, it makes me really feel the moment so yeah i'm i'm, I'm with you there it's just interesting though like when we get to the end of this episode and certain storyline that comes like it's almost like they then go out of their way to make her do things where you're not meant to like her and i i i don't know if that was the deliberate case or it just comes from a fact well like if a character's acting like this you know they're going to do things to step out of line or something like that um but yeah like i love this next scene sort of skylar drives off uh, Walt sees the RV, basically Jesse's in there, and then these two, like, just get into a fight. Like, this is a physical fight, essentially, and, like, Walt, you know, full-on, you know, calling Jesse a junkie, doesn't want to give him any money, doesn't he turn around and say, like, you know, what do you exactly do? What do you contribute to this relationship? Mm-hmm. Um, things like that. And, again, like, it's it goes back to what I said last week about how you sort of get those little moments from Walt where it's like, you know, it's hard to sympathize with Walt. Like to me, it's hard to sympathize with Walt when he's, you know, okay. He's, he's telling the truth when he's swearing an oath about having an affair, but just the way he kind of replies to, uh, Skylar when she says something on the lines of like, you know, tell me everything. And basically Walt's like, tell you what, like, again, like it's kind of hard to sympathize because you know, he's lying. And then this sequence when he's just fully berating Jesse, and just basically saying, like, what do you contribute? You're a junkie, like, you're pathetic, like, you're always this way at school, and just, like, and then you just, Jesse snaps and basically grabs him and smashes him against the wall and then basically pins him down, chokes him, and is about to punch him and pretty much, you know, end his life. And just the bit where Walt just sort of looks at him and just says, do it. Like, you just, holy crap, like, wow. Um, and then they basically end up uh, walking into the house. And what I love about it is kind of how intense this is. It's like, wow, these two are getting into, like, a punch-up, a fight. It's almost like when Christian and Sean get into a fight and nip tuck you're like wow it's building up like it's this intense scene and then just I love the way it ends like it's just they just casually walk into the house he gets him money wants some breakfast um just yeah like and even just a little subtle scene when Walt's going through the money and he's got what like one stack left because it's not even so he keeps it for himself um you know there's subtle little moments there where again I just find it really hard to sympathize with Walt I really feel bad for Jesse. He kind of relents and gives him the money. I mean, I'm just saying this now. This is, I mean, a nominee for the top five. I just love this scene. It's so well acted. It's so well put together. It's tense. Again, it goes back to what I said last week about how no matter how many times I've seen this, I'm still like shocked and like, wow, this is great television. Um, And again, just the ending is unique. It's just so unique. You have two people punching the shit out of each other. and It's like, you want some breakfast? (laughs) Yeah, and I, I and again, like we we kind of talked in the last episode about the the kind of injection of humour at certain times on the show, and I love like, there's a couple of moments here that just kind of make you just really laugh, like you know, like when Jesse's choking him and his hands are bright blue, it's like he's been choked by a Smurf or something, um, <laughs> and and then like when Walt goes and gets the money and he puts it into like a nappy bag that he pulls off this nappy bag dispenser with a little rubber ducky on top, and it's just like. <laughs> this little kind of cutesy thing of like after this really serious thing that's happened. Um, and I love that kind of like, you know, I'm not, I'm not into spoilers, but you know, the kind of do it, you know, when he, when he goes to punch, he's telling Jesse to punch him. There's obviously, that'll be called back to later on. And, and I hadn't really remembered that. So it was quite cool. What is one of the benefits of what rewatching a show, knowing what's going to happen is that you see something that gets called back that you'd forgotten about. And, and that's quite cool. So, um, yeah, it, it is really good. It's kind of, um, you know, like I think back on 
earlier in season one when these guys kind of had this almost like almost like a slap fight you know like they were mm, it was like yeah. this kind of play, played for jokes and this is obviously a lot more serious um and you know i think just just really sitting up you know like walt has just spent like the last 20 minutes of this episode basically just shouting at people um yeah. and and you know like he's he's up against everybody in this episode everybody hates him um and so yeah i i think your your enjoyment of this episode probably if you're a real walt fan at this this point in the show which i think i kind of was the first time i watched this it's yeah it's a hard watch because walt's taken us bit taken a bit of a beating literally and and kind of mentally um but if, but if you're more of a jesse fan or if you're one of the, the, the few skylar fans that there are at the moment then um i think you probably quite like what's going on here yeah and i think like in saying that, you know, it's hard to sympathize with Walt. Like, again, I, I obviously like Walt and you, you, I do feel bad for Walt too because you're right, like he's kind of been a punching bag this episode. I think the difference is is that I, I guess I sympathize more with Jesse because I feel like whereas a lot of Walt's is kind of very much on him, I'm not saying Jesse's isn't on him because it, it is technically, but like a lot of it isn't as well and it's kind of just you just can't catch a break. So um, but then we get this last scene where, again, this goes back to my point where I'm saying like are they just deliberately now trying to put things on Skylar to make her seem terrible? Um, so she kind of walks out of this convenience store and sits in a car and lights up a smoke and you've got this very judgmental woman just shaking her head. Oh, disgusting. Um, I do that anyway to smoke it's not just pregnant women. Um, but, like, one thing I'll say about this scene, though, like, Anna Gunn is amazing in just this scene. Just kind of way she just sits there and she just kind of looks and she has that reaction and just just her, her general, like, should I, shouldn't I, shouldn't I, shouldn't I, like, with the smoke, and then she eventually does. Because even you're kind of, like, watching this going, like, oh, like, is she going to do it? Is she going to do it? Oh, what's she going to do? And then you're, all of a sudden you're like, I'm like, oh, you're that woman. Oh, disgusting. Um, <laughs> but, again, like, you know, it's hard to defend this scene because I mean, I mean, I guess that's kind of the point. But again, she's driven to this because of what's happening to her, and people have their vices. Um, so I mean, while I'm very team Skylar, I do not condone smoking while pregnant. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things. Like I've I've had um, people I know that you know were smokers and and didn't give up while they were smoking, or you know, my parents did entirely anyway. I turned um, out well. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but I think one of the things that's quite interesting is like I've heard people, you know, smokers tell other smokers it's like, oh, it actually be worse for the baby if you give up because of the stress it will put on you, you know, like, <laughs> and it's so I think people kind of like, you know, it's this kind of moment of denial, but I think it's kind of just kind of symbolising that she's reached breaking point here, and you know, if Walt can act up, so can she, and um, yeah, I, like it's not great i think we find out later on that it's a it's a moment that passes and and you know but um yeah it's it, 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 it's an interesting way to end the episode i'll say that much yeah it's i mean it's kind of like last week where we said it's like it's you know it's not a massive cliffhanger or something like that it's just a standard ending um mm. you know like but like i think kind of you know, you don't always need to get used to having a massive ending to an episode. No, like, you totally know, it's, not. No, it's, no. You sometimes just need to have a standard ending. You know, it's, mm. you, you don't need this with every single episode, no matter what sort of pointed out. Um, so, uh, I don't know if you've got anything from the book. I'm I'm seeing here that um, the title is foreshadowing of the season two finale and also refers to Walt and Jesse being in low places during the episode. Thanks for that. Um, the scene where Jesse breaks into the junkyard was originally envisioned envisioned with there being a dog that bites Jesse as tries to enter, however, due to the cost of having a dog and training staff, ultimately led to the writers replacing it with the scene of Jesse falling into a porta potty. Um and it is revealed in this episode that Jesse's middle name is Bruce. Yes. It is. 
yeah, I think it's fun, like, looking at stuff where there's been kind of, like, um, you know, due to costs or something like that, you know, they've had to change what they were planning on doing and, you know, probably Breaking Bad's most infamous episode um, or divisive episode or whatever, whatever you want to say about it is um, all comes about due to, uh, you know, a cost-saving measure, which, you know, I, I can't wait to talk about that episode when we get there. So, um, hmm. yeah, yeah, that's going to be fun. Um, so, so yeah, I, you know, I think... Um, you know, like th- there is a little bit of stuff in the book, but it's um, it, you know, it's largely around that kind of saving money. So I think twenty five thousand dollars they talked about about saving money for you know not having the dog there. Um, but also, like I think they get a really good shot out of it. I love the shot from from above, like looking down mm. on Jesse and kind of like this pool of blue, you know, gross blue toilet water. So um, yeah, I I think it's. Um, it, it, I, I kind of like I think about dogs and and impound lots, and it just makes me think of that episode of The Simpsons where they steal the RV from Shelbyville, mm. and and the dog tries to bite through the door, and you know like for some reason it just like that's what it made me think of anyway. So yeah, I, I think of weird things when I'm watching these episodes. It just makes me think of Grand Theft Auto. Every time you went to a junkyard in Grand Theft Auto, you got a dog, you know, shooting the poor dog. Um, so, uh, ratings wise, I'll go first this week and yeah, I'm buying it. I, I just, I just like this episode. I just, again, it's, it's all the Jesse stuff and you kind of sold it that maybe, yeah, if you're a team Jesse, you're going to like this more than, than say other people. But, um, I don't know, like it's sort of, I, I rented last week and wasn't down on last week. It was a high rent, but this one sort of just, I don't know. So just, I just when you sort of have an emotion or a real connection to a character or something like that, and you really feel for them in an episode, uh, kind of different so yeah and, and real props aaron paul i think aaron paul really does own this episode so um yeah no i'm i'm buying this one well it's really interesting because like i watched this and i i kind of you know have got a, a this time around rather than nip tuck where i was kind of just trying to remember from episode to episode i'm, I'm trying to rate stuff and, and keep a bit of a tally going and um i had this as a as as a rent and it was actually you know number number 11 of the, the 11 episodes we watched it was my least favorite but um i think having had this discussion and kind of watching the episode you know in the background while we're while we're kind of talking about this i've i think you've really kind of turned me around that there is some some good stuff in this so i've actually moved it up to being a buy it's wow. my lowest buy so it's um i've moved this this is num- now number um, number 10 of, of the 11 episodes we've watched um, so only Cancer Man which is the one that I um, that I have um, rented is below it um, I, I think there is some good stuff in there and you know and I'm definitely open to that that conversation about this confrontation between Walt and Jesse being in our top five so I think that's something I need to think about I think like when I think when I try and go through these things I think is is it fun to watch and is it important to the plot and if it's both it's a buy if it's neither it's a it's a bin and if it's one or the other it might be a rent and for me i think um it's got bits of both without being a huge slam dunk on either like parts of it are interesting but parts of it definitely aren't you know like the walt jr driving scene is a bit boring i get a little bit over the kind of skyler going in and out although i think it's interesting but i think it just it just wears on me by the end of the episode um and i think there is some stuff that is important to the long term you know storyline without anything being a major knockout you know of stuff that you need to know about so i think with all that being considered like I think it's enough to be a buy. It's it's scraping in for me, um, but yeah, it, it is a buy, and it's it's number ten on the list. 
It's very interesting that I often change people's opinions on this show. So, um, wow, there you go. Um, I've got this at ninth out of 11, so it's the lowest buy. Because uh, I, I was just looking where I've got things, and I don't think I can really put it ahead of a no rough type, a no rough stuff type of deal of seven thirty seven. So, I'll I'll leave it there. But it's actually interesting. You so you're on seven buys in a row, which I look quickly at our nip tuck coverage. You went eight in a row from season four episode one through to season four episode eight. So uh, yeah, you you you're on track possibly to break an uh, Oz Network record. Nick, when it comes to your own ratings, at least. So, yeah. Yeah, well, I think I think next week's episode, if we're moving on there, is a little bit of in a similar vein, I think. Like, it's probably not one that people really remember all that much. Um, but I think there's some really, really interesting stuff to talk about, some fun stuff to talk about. Um, so, uh, you know, and we kind of get into these guys trying to kind of start their own empire um which i think is really fun i think we kind of get the kind of um you know the skinny peak comes back into it the badger comes back into it combos you know like i think that it, it becomes fun and obviously we get the introduction of jane which is an important part of the story so um yeah i think there's some some really interesting stuff to talk about next episode as well so with all that being said you know I, w- will that be the one that equals my record well i mean um, there's, there's plenty to talk about one way or the other. Yeah, Jane's. I'm looking forward to talking about Jane because um, I do like Kristen Ritter. Uh, I've definitely seen her in a few things. Um, so in terms of the actress, I like her. Um, but yeah, I, I've the couple of times I have seen this, I, I, I still don't know how I feel about her. So um, I, I will be intrigued to see how we go along with it. Um, just quickly, I'll say just uh, to go through... I mentioned a few times about how both uh, Vulture and The Ringer rated this lowly. Uh, Vulture had this episode 55 out of 62, and The Ringer have it at 53 out of 52, uh, 62. So I don't know. I, I don't agree that it is that low. So I, I, To me, I just think that that's, that's just a mark of how good the show is because I think... You know, if I was to kind of um, lay out all the the IMDb ratings, then it it probably would be in the bottom ten because it's an eight point three. Mm. Um, but eight point three is kind of near the bottom for Breaking Bad. Like I think when you look on IMDb, I think you know you, once you kind of get past, you know, once you get into episode sorry season three, there's very little below kind of eight and a half from that point onwards. So I, I think this is an amazing episode, but well, not an amazing episode, but it's a buy, um, and it, and it could still very well end up in our bottom ten just because what comes after it is so damn good. Yeah, no, no, completely agree with you there. I'm just looking at some of these lists that um, there's another episode on Vulture from this season, which they have. No, there's two episodes, and actually, their worst episode of this entire season is a season two episode. <laughs> so. So that's very interesting. Uh, actually, spoiler alert, it's the next episode. <laughs> so according to Vulture, the worst episode of Breaking Bad is the next episode. Um, <laughs> so interesting. Uh, that episode is called Breakage, by the way. So uh, we will talk about that next week. Uh, in the meantime, uh, like us, follow us, all that sort of stuff. You're about to hear me talk about that in the closing credits, Patreon. And uh, yeah, if you like 24, follow that. That's happening as well at the same time as other episodes. And uh, we always appreciate your feedback and your thoughts and everything else in between. My name is Ben and whoa, 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 whoa. Where are you going? I leave first. 
And my name's Nick, and we're talking. We're starting a dialogue. Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net. Thanks again for listening, and we'll speak to you next time. like exclusive stuff yes sir do you like having access to your favorite podcast hosts in a way like never before yeah absolutely do you wish you had access to our old survivor oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online oh yeah if you answered yes to one two or all of those questions then get excited because the oz network is now on patreon That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made.